Hey, did you know that walking has so many benefits, including boosting your metabolism, enhancing your mood, strengthening your muscles, improving your sleep, strengthening your heart, and so much more. How cool is that? And I'm actually gonna be hosting, along with some of my good friends, a walking challenge for free starting on February 1st. So I hope you can join us. You can go to holisticmamaspeaks.com slash walk. That's W-A-L-K. For more information and to sign up for the challenge so that you can get started with us on February 1st. Happy walking. Many people who have substance abuse problems, it's it's really a form of self-sabotage. There's some underlying problem that needs to be brought up, some, some sort of an issue that needs to be worked through, aligned through, cleared around, and worked in a different way in order to really get to the bottom of it so that it can be released and it's no longer a hindrance and, and causing you to be in that addictive behavior. Are you lacking in the self-care department? Or maybe you just want to step up your game. Well, then you need to get a hold of the weekly self-care planning guide because this will help you to plan out and prioritize self-care because self-care is not a luxury. It is a necessity. You can get yours by going to holisticmamaspeaks.com slash self-care. That's holisticmamaspeaks.com slash self-care. Oh, and did I mention the self-care planning guide is absolutely free. That's $0. So be sure to get yours at holisticmamaspeaks.com slash self-care. Hello and welcome back to Holistic Mama Speaks, the podcast season two. I am your host, Carrie Marie Vaughn, and I'm just so excited to continue our journey together towards holistic living, wellness, and abundance. Wow. In season two, we are just going to be diving deeper into a variety of different topics related to natural health, mindful living, wealth and abundance, and even conscious parenting. I'm just so excited. And I will be featuring expert guests who will share their knowledge and experience with us. So many amazing people, some returning guests from season one and some new guests. I will also be answering listener questions and addressing some common concerns related to holistic living. And you can actually submit your questions by going to holisticmamaspeaks.com slash ask. A-S-K. My goal is to provide you with practical tips and inspiration that you can incorporate into your own life. Whether you are a seasoned holistic living enthusiast like some people, or if you're just starting out on this journey, there is just something for everyone along the way. So I'm just happy to have you here in the season two of Holistic Mama Speaks. And just as a side note, by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this as medical advice or to treat a medical condition. You can visit holisticmamaspeaks.com to find the full disclaimer. So sit back, relax, and let's explore a world of holistic living in abundance together. Are you a mom who's struggling to balance taking care of loved ones while also taking care of yourself? It's a very common challenge, but there is actually a simple solution. Daily affirmations. In Mom Mantras, the daily affirmation guide for mothers of all kinds, you'll find powerful affirmations and mantras that will help you improve your health, happiness, and mindset. Whether you are a biological mom, an adoptive mom, a stepmom, a pet mom, 
a motherly figure, this book is for you. Read these mantras in the morning, before bed, really anytime throughout the day to uplift your spirits and to stay focused on what matters most. Visit mommantras.com to get your own copy and to start living a more intentional, purposeful life. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Carrie Marie Vaughn, and I'm just so excited to be joined today by Megan and Tina. We're going to be chatting about holistic recovery, navigating substance abuse with fitness and wellness. And I know this is such an important topic and it's not one that I have, um, you know, personal history with myself, but uh, just in people who I work with, I, I just know how hard it can be to be navigating substance abuse, um, either um, yourself or a loved one. And it's just hard on, on all aspects of people's lives and their, their families, people who are close to them. And, and um, you know, when somebody is going through substance abuse, um, it, it kind of deters them from living a life of their, you know, their true potential and their true purpose. And so I love that we're talking about ways that, that they can use fitness and wellness to, uh, to help in their recovery process. It just oh, makes me so happy. Uh, I love anything holistic. So I would love for the two of you ladies to introduce yourself. Um, so Tina, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. If you want to share a little bit about yourself, who you are, how you're helping people, and then we'll move on to Megan. Hi everyone, my name is Tina Huerman. I am a wife of almost 31 years, a mother to three, one in heaven, and a grandmother to two. And I help people uh, detox and um, rejuvenate their, their body through whole food nutrition. And I'm also a mindset coach. Um, both of those have come in really handy with uh, with my own recovery. I've got about a year of sobriety coming up here on March 1st. So can't wait to chat about that. So awesome. Congratulations. And Megan, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you. Yes. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. My name is Megan. Uh, I'm a doctor of health and human performance, and I own a fitness studio in Oceanside, California called Everybody's Fit, and I've had it for 13 years now, and I help uh, people in a small group setting or one-on-one, -on -one, uh, mostly like medical fitness and general population, and I also work with a special population, which is persons in addiction recovery, and right next door, I also own another business and it's called mindful bodies and it's an outpatient um, behavioral treatment addiction center to help people and that I just uh, became the owner of last year so I have both my businesses in one building now and helping people with both fitness and mental health and substance abuse treatment wow so cool how nice you're able to have them both right there in the same building <laughs> make it convenient for you. So I'm like, yes. a busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> so very, very amazing. Well, I, I would love to just start this off by, um, you know, just by um, asking you two ladies, you know, what are some of the things that um, either in your personal journey or in the journey of those who you work with, you know, what are some things that that you find are, are kind of helpful in the very, very beginning when, when people are realizing, okay, I, I need help. Um, what are some of the the things that are really helpful in in those first beginning stages? Um, you know, I'll I'll go ahead and go because uh, I know she's got some more she has more clinical 
mine is just uh mine is personal i don't want to say just and and, and belittle my journey at all but, i was going to uh, say that's more of a personal uh, answer to that re question yeah uh for me um for me it was seeing people talk about it really uh both on social media and in group settings when they would say you know they're celebrating x amount of years of sobriety or days or months or something and and that would plant a seed in me to think maybe i'm drinking too much you know maybe i'm drinking too much and just a little backstory on me um the uh week before christmas in 2017 i um finished a beautiful seven week walk, walking my mother to heaven through hospice. It completely destroyed me. Um, I started heavily drinking then, like I, I would drink socially or at home, come home and have a beer or a glass of wine, you know, nothing that was uh, more of a robotic um, tendency is what I call it. Uh, and then the day after Christmas, three years later, we lost our son to a fentanyl heroin overdose. And the drinking started at eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning, and would go um, all day long. And I knew that it was too much. I knew that I shouldn't be drinking that early in the morning, but it was a Bloody Mary, you know, it was, it was vegetable juice. And I would put all these excuses um, to justify it really. And then I would play tricks with myself. Like I wouldn't buy the vodka but I would buy the wine. And so if I didn't have vodka during the week, then I wouldn't drink it, you know, but if it was in the house, it was just a real, I'd put my makeup on, brush my teeth, get dressed, come downstairs, make a Bloody Mary. And it just, it wasn't anything I thought about, you know, and that's why I keep saying robotic. Thankfully, I didn't have, you know, any detox symptoms or withdrawals or anything from that because I heard that can be horrendous, especially drinking as much as I was and then to quit automatically i heard that that can be kind of kind of kind of yuck for people but um thankfully i was protected and uh didn't 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 experience that wow thank you so much for sharing your story because there are a lot of people who can relate that mm -hmm. are either going through that right now have in the past have a family member who's going through that and I, I like that you were mentioning about how you know you were just having these little seeds planted when you're hearing about other people's journey and yeah. that's why it's so important to share because yeah. if, if if we keep our own journey and what has helped us to ourselves and don't share it with others they're not going to know hey there's hope there's hope out there for you mm -hmm. and so i i just love that i think that's that's beautiful that that so many others have kind of been a part of of your journey in little bitty ways that they might not even know Right. And, and the, the thing with that is, you know, if you do hear a story like mine, or you see someone celebrating X amount of days of sobriety, whatever your drug of choice is, know that that is, that is your mind, that is your sole purpose trying to wake you up and say, you know, you need to really take a look at this and listen to this and start looking into how to get out of the, the entrapment that you're living in in the moment. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my research um, is qualitative based, which means that I did a lot of interviews. And so you can see behind me, I've written these books. And so I have a series of books that are all interviews with people in different um, substance abuse and addiction related topics, because anyone can become addicted to anything. But when we share our stories, 
right? We find like-minded themes and we realize that there's other people going through similar experiences. And when we do that, we kind of break down barriers and stereotypes and we might just help someone that we don't even know who, that we don't even ever encounter, but that reads our story and hears our story to actually seek help. And my my experience is that I lost my mother to alcoholism. So in many ways, uh, clients of mine and people reach out to me because they know I have a very unbiased opinion when it comes to people in recovery. I understand that you are powerless to it, that it's a disease, that it destroys relationships, families, all of that but I'm not judging your character or I don't think any less of who you are. It's that we need to find the approach, the strategy that's going to make you this decisional balance that, you know, the, the pros of what you're doing, you know, there's the cons are outweighing them right now. We have to find something that makes it worth ending and work worth finding help. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's wonderful that you're able to come at it at a different, you know, from a different point of view and, and really find where the problem is and what works best for somebody, because what works best for one person might not be the best thing that works for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's not going to be like one quick fix, which is like that in many cases. And, and so, I love that you're doing that and that you're working with people and that you're taking their stories and sharing them because that makes it even more powerful. That's like a trickle effect because mm -hmm. one person that reads that story, they might share it with somebody else. And then it goes on and on and on. And, and you're just impacting so many people along the way. So I love this, Megan, you've written books, Tina, you're writing a book. Like you guys are getting the word out there and impacting so many people's lives. I think that's incredible. And so what are some of the things? And I know, you know, Tina, you did a lot of detoxing and you, you've, you know, incorporated wellness into your life in order to, to help you transition um, mm -hmm. during that period. And, and I know Megan, um, you do all different kinds of work, um, including fitness with your clients. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that and how that has been helpful to you or the people you're working with in that recovery period, especially when it's like super early on and, and you're really susceptible. Sure. So, so yep, go ahead. Okay. Well, in terms of using exercise as a tool during your recovery, right? Exercise is just a, a tool. It's not something that replaces behavioral therapy, or maybe you need medication management. Um, the real like nitty gritty, get into the foundation, maybe the mental health dual diagnosis aspect of what you're going through. But exercise is a tool because of the positive benefits, the release of endorphins, body image, um, just feeling accomplished that you're doing something for yourself, you're rewarding yourself in a positive way. Um, and, you know, the, the research is just on and on and on about how great it is for you and not just your physical, but your, you know, mentally too, as you're going through this process and you're kind of empowering yourself through movement because exercise is medicine too. But as I say, like it doesn't replace um, anything else that is research-based in terms of, you know, it, you might need to do, go to meetings, you might need to meet with a therapist, whatever that might be. Um, and what I always say with people who are going to incorporate exercise, you know, you can do it during the hours that you, you know, used to use or used to 
you know, go to the bar, whatever that is, it can become a replacement for those things, but not for the overall process of recovery. And it's really important not to jump into things so quickly because a lot of people who have the addictive nature, right, replace one addiction with another. So it might be smoking for some people, it can very well lead to exercise as well. And although there is not a diagnosis for exercise addiction, it can also impede upon relationships. You know, there's risk for injury, um, overuse, all of those things. So we have to monitor those behaviors too. And that's why I came out with the, the fitness cell phone app that I have that really monitors an exercise program for someone in recovery, but also the general population. Cause we really have to be mindful of our habits. We have this way of building tolerance and time and adding, adding, adding until it's just ex- excessive. Yeah. Yeah. That's very important. You know, I didn't even think about that, but as you bring it up, that if somebody can be addicted to one thing, they can easily be addicted to another thing instead of that, you know, like, yes, you could replace it with, with fitness, which is awesome. It's much better for you, but you can also probably go a little bit too over overboard with that. And, and it really isn't getting to the bottom of the problem. And, and most likely, you know, many people and and not all of course, but many people who have substance abuse problems, it's, it's really a form of self-sabotage. There's some underlying problem that needs to be brought up some, some sort of an issue that needs to be worked through, aligned through, um, cleared around all of that stuff and, and, and worked in a different way in order to really get to the bottom of it so that it can be released. And it's no longer, um, you know, a hindrance and and causing you to be in that addictive behavior. Right. And just going back to what we were talking about before with sharing stories in one of the books that I wrote called Weighted Wings, I interviewed um, eight girls with eating disorders and talking about, you know, finding those commonalities. I knew nothing about them going into it. Each one of them had been sexually abused that was the underlying issue. And that's not to say that everyone who has an eating disorder has that, but it was a very, a common thread and you go, okay, wow, that's, you know, we self-sabotage because of, you know, you know, things that have happened to us that maybe no one else understands. But again, sharing that story revealed, Hey, wow, maybe I need to come forward and seek help and not be scared to do so because this actually happens to other people too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And there's probably a whole lot more common threads like that, that we don't realize until people start sharing their stories. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I, I work with a health and wellness company um, and they had had one of the things that we're known for is uh, our detox protocols. And we do probably four liver cleanses a year as a community and the three times before I tried, something came up and derailed my three days with a liver cleanse. And uh, I, you know, got the wine at night. I, you know, I'd removed the vodka, everything. One of them, my grandma had passed away. So I stopped and got a box of wine on the way home, ruined the three-day cleanse. Um, but leading up to it, you know, I'd heard all of these heard all of these or seen all of these posts on Facebook. I'm, you know, 40 days sober, I'm 60 days sober, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, that little, that guilt, because I grew up with an alcoholic father, a raging alcoholic father. 
And um, I swore I would never be like that. I mean, I, I was really fun when I was drinking. I'm still a lot of fun. Um, you know, thank goodness I didn't get the raging part, but I had such big goals. And one of them was speaking on Ray Higdon's stage. And I knew, I kept hearing different thought leaders say, you know what's blocking you. You've got to remove that block in order to get to the next level. And I knew that in order for me to speak on Ray's stage, that I truly had to go all in and, and get rid of that. And I kept hearing God telling me, if you give up drinking, I will bring abundance to your business. If you give up drinking, I will bring abundance to your business. And I, you know, wasn't ready, but then this three day liver cleanse came up and I thought, okay, well, surely I can make it three days this time. I'm going to make it three days so I can get on that stage in September. And Megan, you had mentioned something earlier, you know, finding that thing that's going to make you break out of the, the habitual behavior. And we piggybacked that then with a 10 day parasite cleanse. And um, my first day, my first Saturday, so I'd been on the cleanse for about four days and I got crabby. I was having emotional detox as well, you know, because when you're detoxing, you can also detox negative emotions that are stored up. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go get wine. And I'm just going to get one of those, you know, little boxes and, but I'm going to give myself an hour. And I thought, okay, I can, I can make it an hour. I can make it an hour. And then if I'm still crabby, I'll just go get the wine. But in my head, I'm like, you know, you're not going to get that wine because you, you want to speak on Ray's stage, you know, and I got busy and two hours had gone by and I thought, yes, I did it. And uh, it wasn't five minutes after I realized that I had made it through a really bad day that the former manager of Guns N' Roses shared a reel of mine where I was dressed and dancing like Axl Rose, promoting my parasite cleanse. And meeting Axl is number one on my bucket list. So if any of you viewers out there have any connections to make that happen, just reach out to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, and he had shared my reel. So that went you know, viral. And five minutes after that, a um, very distinguished author, international bestseller, um, CEO, a fractional CFO, I guess, Courtney Epps is her name. She does track tax strategies for small business. I had sent her a message probably three months prior asking to interview her on the benefits of a home business. And almost the same time he shared my reel, she responded and said yes and i heard god say i told you if you give up drinking i will bring abundance to your business and it was just i mean carrie carrie i was like carrie it's happening again it's happening like i was promoted what four times in a three-week period um ray asked me to speak on his stage like there have been so many incredible blessings that have come my way just because i set a goal I saw my goal, I smelled my goal, I heard my goal, like I was all into that goal and standing on that stage and there was there was nothing that was going to make me go back. And and now, especially after having that experience and speaking on stage in front of thousands of people um, and just seeing how my life is unfolding, it's just, it, it. I just constantly feel like I'm leveling up and leveling up and it's just, it's such an amazing blessing on this side of it. So incredible. So, so proud of you. Oh my goodness. So many amazing things. I just love it. I love being able to cheer you on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, 
my goodness. But yeah, so I, I think that that is such a huge thing. If you're able to focus on a goal and focus on, on your why, and you know, like they say, the why that makes you cry, if there's something that's so important to you, that will help you to, to break that addiction. That's, that's huge. And, and it could just be a matter of that. Sometimes it's harder for others, of course. And, um, but you know, you had that in your mind and you weren't letting it go. And Megan, I don't know if, you know, some of the people that you work with, if they've had that same thing, if just something clicks in their mind that they're like, that is the thing that I am striving for. And I'm not going to let this, this addiction get in the way of that. I certainly have. And everyone is an individual case, but what's important, you know, is that when you have a why we have to understand that every person is in recovery every single day for the rest of their lives. Right. So every day is one day at a time. You're, you're vulnerable. You're fragile to just taking one sip, taking one hit every day. We're with triggers and temptations. And so when you have such a strong why, it is a deterrent that almost like filters out those thoughts anymore because you're focused on your path and your journey here and now um, versus ever turning back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So incredible. So do uh, do either of you ladies have any tips for those who are listening who who may be struggling? with an addiction themselves or uh, dealing with a loved one who's struggling with addiction. Uh, any, any tips that you have for them? Go ahead, Megan. Sure. It's always a very um, touchy, uncomfortable subject to approach a loved one or anyone about, you know, care, you know, what's happening with them and that you might think that, you know, they're using something in excess. And because normally when you approach someone, they, deny and they lash out, right? Because we cannot change anyone. We have to totally and fully understand that, that the individual has to have their come to moment themselves. And a really good tool, you know, that I use and that I recommend is called Al-Anon. And so it's a support group for others who are also, you know, going through the family dynamics of being in a relationship with someone um, who has an addiction, um, you know, we can also just, um, offer to attend a meeting with someone, um, you know, or to offer kind of to, you know, let's find the resources step one, and we might make calls for someone, or we might help them get set up, but ultimately they have to do the work. Mm -hmm. So I think just being open and honest and not, blaming someone or just directing negative energy towards them, being more compassionate and empathetic and understanding that they are actually sick changes our perspective of coming down harshly on someone because like I said before, they're, they're like powerless to what's taking place in their lives. Yeah. They may not even realize it. Well, yeah, it true. And, and the, the physical aspect, you know, again, I can't speak to that, you know, the physical aspect of withdrawals. Um, and again, I'm very grateful that I didn't have that. And I've been to a couple of AA meetings. Um, me personally, AA is not um, something that I found helpful for, for different reasons, but it's an excellent, 
it's an excellent resource for so many and it's such a successful organization. Um, but listening to those people that, have, that are in AA and the group that I was in and the things that they have gone through in the bottom and out. And, you know, I've, I've had a whole list of tragedies that I've experienced in my life. I mean, I was beaten inside the womb and thrown against the wall at six months old because I was crying, you know, right there too, when, when you're the most vulnerable, you know, as an infant um, and, you know, verbal abuse and alcoholic father, you know, sexual abuse. I'm so grateful that on my journey, I can always look at every situation and say it could have been worse. And it's a mindset that you have to develop. And this is one of the things that that I work with people on is the vocabulary that you use. And so instead of saying, I drink too much, not not that that's not a good one. Um, use using words I can't or I wish, you know, and 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 like when I was wanting to go on Ray's stage, I was going on that stage before Ray even knew that I was going on that stage. Like he didn't even know that I was on a sober journey for thirty days because I wasn't ready to tell him in case I failed. But it's reprogramming that mind with positive vocabulary. I'm speaking on Ray's stage. I'm speaking on Ray's stage. And I said it over and over and visualized it before I went to bed. And there is a rewiring that can take place in your brain when you feed it those thoughts of positive affirmations. And some days it's really hard. You know, Carrie, I still have my pop up on my reminders you told me to do. What are what are your what are your affirmations that you want to say to yourself that pops up twice a day? And the first one is I am worthy. And even though I may not say that out loud every single time, I see that and my subconscious is being reprogrammed with those affirmations that I am worthy. I can do anything I want to do. And I'm done living a limited life held back by the different things that I have been, you know, exposed to. And again, thank God that none of it was ever worse. My husband denied the fact that I even had a drinking problem when I told him three weeks after I stopped drinking. Like he didn't even know that I was not drinking. And then when I told him I was, had a drinking problem, he's like, you do not, you know, and, and it could have been so much worse. I could have had an OWI. I could have lost my family. I could have, you know, humiliated my family with, you know, different things. Um, and, and I'm, I'm just so blessed that that didn't happen. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh my goodness, ladies. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories, for, for being an inspiration, for helping other people and, and just for being here today. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you for having us. Well, you're very welcome. Have an amazing rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much for listening. It has been a pleasure being with you today. I hope that you enjoyed this and got some value out of it. If you did, be sure to rate and review on wherever you're listening or watching. And also be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day.